This is the Adam Gold Show. Brendan Wooded, League Pass Lair, at H.U. Cosell on Twitter, uh, and uh, works for Howard University. Yep, uh, uh, bisonexpress.org. You can uh, you can go catch my written work and go to Bison Express YouTube page and catch you all my it. interviews. I retweet the interviews whenever I see them. I appreciate right, that, let me, um Let's start with last night. I know you're a Tar Heel fan. Yeah. You look pretty good. I don't think Michigan's great, but yeah. I don't think it matters. Right, I think I think Michigan is capable for sure, and that game was not a blowout. I uh, thought Carolina got better as the game wore on, and then just kind of leaned on them a little bit. It does look like Carolina's formula has to be exactly what it was yes. last year. Baycott touches all the time, and R.J. Davis and Caleb Love yeah. do the backcourt lifting. It was really there. It was to me. It was Love and Davis and their maturation last year where I thought this team is now taking another step. The guard play was so erratic. It would be love sometimes. Yeah. There'll be David sometimes. There'll be love. And I think that them having a more distilled set of skills. Like Davis, Davis is your, if you're kind of old school, traditional point guard, he's yeah. going to set people up. He's going to get people in the right space. He he runs a pick and roll about as well as, I, as, as I've seen at Carolina in particular. Um, because they they just use it so much more. Mm-hmm. The offense is just more updated with under under Hubert Davis. It's than an Westworld NBA yeah, style it's, offense, it's a, which should help them in recruiting moving yes. forward too. And Love is your just kind of your wild card, who you have no idea what you're going <laughs> to get. Like he's going to he's he plays hard. Like I, I do appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that even when he is not shooting well, because he's a he takes a ton of tough shots. Like if that's just some guys just some guys just have that in their DNA where there's like I need to dribble, pull up. Yeah, you, it is, it is, it is. But he's, I got to pull up for verse two from thirty feet away, and it's like all right because we've seen him make those right. Yeah. So you have to, and I appreciate Davis giving him a little bit more leeway, mm-hmm. giving him that green light. I don't know if other coaches would have done that. You know, what I mean, I haven't really seen that player get this sort of burn, get this sort of this sort of love from the coach. Um, and then their maturation, like love, you're just gonna go out. You're gonna be the wild card. You know what you have in Baycott. And now we've replaced uh, Manic with Lance, uh, with Nance essentially. Yeah. Which, like Manic was great. Like he was great for that mm-hmm. team. He gave them, and he gave them a different feel for their bigs. Like yeah, we would have two bigs out there, but it would be a big with real shooting distance. And you would now now Baycott has more room to work. Inside Baycott's, by the way, Baycott season. I wanted to keep an eye on because it started out like he was taking more long jumpers. And he was <laughs> he was doing the thing of, hey, I've talked to a lot of NBA scouts. Right. I've talked to a lot of people. I I need to work on this. I need to show that I worked on it. He's taking some of that away. He's he stopped doing as much right. of it. Where you're you're like, hey, Baycott, this isn't you. Like this mm-hmm. is it's just not his game. He doesn't have that sort of touch. He actually reminds me a lot of Hansborough. Hansborough has better touch. He was it was it was a he became a decent three point. Yeah, shooter. like he he yeah. he became like but like Baycott is has that kind of manic energy where it's just like man offensive rebound, which is a I do think that's a skill or a talent. You just having this kind of uh, Wolverine style. Oh, I'm going to get to the basket. Does not right. matter who's around now. How he's going to finish once he gets off his <laughs> rebound. And that's anybody's guess. But guys that can give you extra possessions is so sure. crucial, particularly when your team takes as many threes as you and see can sometimes. It's like, man, we're getting another bite of the apple, and we have these sort of shooters. Again, you, I think you hit the nail on the head. This is essentially the same team as last it has year. To be. Because there's not really a bench. There really hasn't been that maturation. And if there's one thing that I've been disappointed, two things. The, uh, there really hasn't been that step up 
by some of the guys we saw on the team last year. Mm-hmm. And then some of these turnovers and free throw stuff. Like that's, yeah, that's they were stuff. bad at the free throw line last year. Yeah, like, you got to be better than that if you're like an older team. This is an older team, for especially for college, right? Like you don't usually get a team that went all the way – you know, that's been together essentially for three years. The junior, core. junior, senior, yeah. the three best players, right? Like, and you don't usually get that. Yeah. And they've got that. And yet, sometimes late in games, it can get a little dicey. Uh, that happened in the Indiana game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's just like, hey, man. Three, you don't really need you don't really need to try this pocket pass between three people <laughs> and at a high leverage situation of the right. game. They do they still do some of that stuff, but I'm hoping that by the time we get around to January to February, that this will be a uh, that same team that we saw kind of going into the tournament last year. The fu- the funny thing about it, and they were preseason number one, and I get it. You know, you you were in the national championship yeah. game, and you bring back eighty percent of your starters, right? <laughs> and you bring in a guy who athletically is better than the guy you lost in mm-hmm. Nance versus Manic. So I understood why they were preseason number one, but I I said this. I don't believe for a minute that they were the best team in the country because for about four months, we weren't even sure if they were good enough to make the tournament. Yep. And then, end of February, they went into the Duke game. They win that, which was great. By the way, have you heard Paulo Bancaro talk about that? No. Oh, 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 oh. I, I, heard, I heard he said something, but oh, I yeah, haven't no, actually no, heard we'll, the quote. We're going to play it okay. here in a minute. Um, that is fantastic. It is a fantastic clip coming from the old man in the three, J.J. Reddick One of my podcast. favorite basketball podcasts that JJ's, I catch on a right. J.J., he's amazing. I forget at his it. partner's name, but yeah, they, yeah, it's a great podcast. Uh, so we'll bring you that in a second. Uh, but so they closed the season out, got they were good, yeah. then got hot, and Manic hit every yep. big three he looked at. And he also stepped up his defensive game. Mm-hmm. The underrated part of Manic was the moments he had defensively last year. Yeah. He he defended Paulo Bancaro in yeah. that game at Duke and did it well. Because and, remember in the first game, he got Baycott. They tried to put Baycott on him, and it was destroyed. He, him. Ate his lunch. He was just too quick. They had to go to Leaky Black. Yeah. But when they went to Leaky Black, it left other guys vulnerable. Right. So they had to say, you know what, Brady, you do the best you can. Yeah. Steve Logan, our old friend, used to say, get run over slowly to an offensive lineman, <laughs> right, good. who wasn't very good. Just get run over That's slowly. Good. That's basically what they told Manic. Do the best you can. Yeah. We need Leakey to guard other players. And that helped Carolina's defense. And Manic did a pretty good job on Bancaro. But, so they got hot. So what's more true, the first four months right. or the last month and a half? And even if we say it's somewhere towards the middle, but even lean towards the good, all right, well, that means the Carolina, this is what I thought, top 15 team. And if they get hot at the end, they can absolutely make a Final Four. Because yeah. uh, Davis is a good point guard. Yes. I mean, a very good college point guard. Caleb Love has a lot of upside. He can hit big shots. And he's a good driver. When he drives, because mm-hmm. he's powerful, I think Carolina's offense is better. And Baycott is a dynamite interior player. Love looks athletically different than he did in his Probably first stronger, his first year quicker it was stronger but like there would be times when he would leave his feet and he, even he didn't believe he was going to get to the rim and it would be like man what's happening and i don't know if it's a confidence thing i think obviously physically he he got he he matured but he just looks like a different player yeah. and i don't know if i've ever seen a jump like that from anybody where i'm like hey how did you how did you get this 
high <laughs> high school, all this notoriety. How did you how did you get this starting job? Like I was very much questioning like what did they see cuz I'm not seeing it. Right. And then by the by by last year it was like, "Oh, okay. This mm-hmm. this is the guy I heard about." Okay, fantastic. Right. And, and for me, like there are games where I don't like it. Oh, well, sure. right. Yeah. And there are games where I go, "Oh man, that's the Caleb Love yeah. that we need to see." We and we see that again. I think we see that in big moments. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if Love is 0 for 8. Nope. If the ninth one goes in, guard him when when the ball is inbounded. Speaking of which, can I ask a question about the Ohio State game? I believe you can. Yeah. Okay. If you're Chris Holtman, not once, but twice, you refuse to guard the inbound pass. I don't understand it. Two seconds to go. Just make the inbound pass harder. Especially when you're going to play as passively, defensively as they did. They allowed the catch. They didn't even yeah. bother R.J. Davis on the catch. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure that out. That that's I think I have a bigger issue of not being at point of attack where this thing is coming in, not being more aggressive. You, Put a you, tall guy. You know, yeah, you know where you know the shot has to go up, right? Like you know the shot has to go oh, up. Th- you're talking about Nance. oh yeah, I'm talking about now. I'm but talking yeah. about the initial yes, inbound yes. pass, yeah. which got them the half court. Yeah, I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Put somebody That's, in front of Leaky Black. Make the th- make the pass difficult. It's a philosophical thing. I've, he didn't I've watch noticed the highlights I, I, of Kentucky Duke, did he? I've noticed it with coaches though. They there is one or two. It's kind of like fouling up three, um, in 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 basketball. Some coaches are going to do it mm-hmm. regardless of the situation, regardless of how well their opposition has shot, and then other coaches are just nope, we're not doing it at all. I think it's just one of those things where they think, hey, my way is better. You know what I mean? Right. I, th- I mean, I, I, and there's nothing really, as a fan, you could say. It's kind of the same reason that, you know, uh, even Popovich wasn't uh, immune from this because he takes out Tim Duncan in the in the game <laughs> six, and now Chris Bosh gets the offense. Well, why didn't you have your best <laughs> rebounder out there? It was like, I, I made the decision that, that we were better and, and could switch better without Duncan right. out there. I mean... Right, like I mean, taking Tim Duncan out of a game it's, is a is a decision that was made. I don't even remember. I'm glad I don't remember that. Now I think Popovich is a terrible coach. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back when we and when we do, you're gonna hear what Paulo Bancaro said. Oh, yes, about going into the final game, home game for Duke last year against Carolina on the ultimate senior night when Coach K was coaching his last game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. That coming up with Brendan Whitted next. We're going to talk about Deion uh, Sanders a little bit more here in a couple of minutes, but I want you to hear Paulo Bancaro, former Duke star. He was a star at Duke, now with the Orlando Magic, the first overall pick in the draft. And I know you've you've, you've seen him. Oh, he is, I've been, Orlando was one of those sneaky fun teams to watch. He is going to be a headache. By the way, Markel Fultz is not Awful. No, he's not. He, he's occasionally actually really good. He needed the the the, the change of scenery. I think he was physically hurt. I don't. Uh, I still don't quite understand what it was. His game was broken too. His game was and yeah and yeah, <laughs> yeah like once your game breaks, yeah. you got like but but kudos to him for being able to get back and and be serviceable yes. and helpful in a way where mm-hmm. it looks like okay you 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 can still have a career because I was very concerned <laughs> at, at one point I was like hey. Hey, is this hundred percent? Has this worked out as badly as it can? Also, shout out to Bobo, nasty. One of my son's favorite players. Nice. He absolutely loves. Your son has great taste. Oh, he's my. He, he loves the league. All right. Um, and the segment comes up at the end of this hour is his creation. Fantastic. So, 
Paolo Bancaro, Duke last year, the entire season was Coach K's last ride. Right. So he appeared on J.J. Reddick's Old Man in the Three podcast, and they talked about the lead-up to the final game. Here's that clip. I've never felt to this day a game like like that last game at home. Like, that was crazy. Like, just being on the court and, like, just the amount of pressure and, like, expectation we had, like, we didn't even really practice or, like, game plan that week. Like, it was just so much going on um, around coaching, you know, people coming in and reporters, like, a bunch of media. Like, the most media, you know, we had all year was during that week. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I just 96 think, former players. Yeah, game. like, no, they <laughs> trotting out yeah, they on the court <laughs> before the yeah. game. Yeah. Um, it's already been twisted that Duke didn't practice that week. Obviously, they right. practiced right. that week. But... I could see all the stuff getting in the way of game planning. Sure. And they sort of played like it in the in the second half. And I th- there's another part of that. Do we have the part where uh Bancaro talked about when Carolina had uh cut into the lead? All right, let's let's play this because this is I think this is really telling. And it kind of threw us off a little bit and I mean, and then once they started coming back, um, I mean, we got a lead early, but like once they started to come back and gain momentum, it was like that's when the pressure just, you know, grew to its, its largest because we knew if we didn't come back or if we didn't respond, like just the weight of the whole world was on us. And, Jesus, you man. know, when we didn't, I mean, it was like, it was tough, man, because we knew the season wasn't over. Obviously, we had bigger goals, but like that was the game, like you can't lose. And so that was kind of our mentality. I feel like we were trying not to lose more than we were trying to win. Isn't that amazing? To to have an NBA player say, and I know I understand he's a rookie, he's only halfway through, and Orlando's not good this year. But like for have have an NBA player say, I've never felt anything like that. Because again, as he mentions, that's not the last game of the season. Right. That came later. <laughs> it did. It absolutely did. <laughs> it absolutely that did. Was a, that was a great basketball. That was a game great too. game. But like to have him say that. Let's you know that I mean, because he was to me, he was the clear cut number one pick. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I understand Chet, and I, I, I get it. Yeah, I, I, Jabari, hundred <laughs> percent. It was, it was always him. Yep. And so to have the best player in college say, "Hey, man, this this pressure was stifling," because that team was loaded with talent. Mm-hmm. Not that UNC was some small bereft team of talent, but like, uh, I mean, you ain't got that. They, they did. It didn't. To me, those weren't equal. Duke was clearly no, the not. more talented team. And so for them just to be so far into their head, mm-hmm. I have a question based off of this quote now. And I've been thinking about this. Does that mean that the way Roy Williams did this was better than the way Coach K did it? Uh, in in term, well, yeah, probably. Right? Because I always wonder, I wonder if, the, if having the last dance as, as having something that is, hey, Everybody knows I'm a legend. Right. I'm about to be out here. It all depends on, like, there are two, there, I think there are two topics of discussion there. The first is, did Coach K do that because he wanted the adulation? And I personally believe that that's not the case. Okay. All right. I, <laughs> <did> <laughs> okay. I wanted to see the, roll, the eye roll there. Uh, that was a great eye roll. I, I, I don't believe he wanted that. Okay. I think he, because I believe that in order for this to do to work out the way Coach K wanted it, 
if, if anything, it was the orchestration of it that forced that to happen. He always wanted John to be the guy. Absolutely. Right? And I love John. John was John was on earlier. He's he's a he is a great guy. I hope it works out well. I mean, I have no, do I think it I think it will. Uh, I think he's too smart a basketball person for it to not work out. The recruiting I think he's got pretty much down. Uh, that is not that is not going to be a problem no. for Duke. Uh but the I think he wanted John to take over and he wanted like the new players were going to know that. Right. And he wanted to coach the players that they had just brought in. So it had to be that way. So it was inevitable that that was going to be the thing. I think Roy would have continued to coach as long as he wanted to. And I think Roy realized, you know what, I just don't want to anymore. Mm-hmm. So it it just hit him. And I, different than when Dean did. You know, right. I thought Dean was strategically helping out his friend Bill Guthridge. Oh, absolutely. Because right? I don't think Guthridge gets that job otherwise. No, he doesn't. Yeah. And what we know about state employees, it was really good for Bill Guthridge's retirement. Right. Uh, which is, I am on board with right. that. Yeah, completely understand. Maybe and, you and, want to work for the state. <laughs> I, I ain't going to lie. Maybe you want to work for the state. My father-in-law worked for the city of Durham. Yeah. Polite golf clap. Shout, out to, shout out to my dad. Uh, working Department of Public Instruction. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, it's real life. So, uh, worked at the water plant, my, uh, my father-in-law. So... It's just different, but I do agree that in terms of for the basketball, the way Roy did it was better. Yeah. And I just don't think it was intentional. It's just this is the way it was going to end up yeah. because everybody would have known. Like, there's no nobody's keeping that secret. Right. Yeah, right? no. No, I, I just, I'm just thinking about it, and, and, I, and I was thinking about it from a basketball point of view because Coach Williams, the way he did it, one, I do think his was – if I'm being honest, I think the way Kessler left and stuff like that had a lot to do. It was a lot. He talked a lot about like the context of college basketball mm-hmm. change, like the landscape changing. And I think he was realizing because he was already towards it. You know, this is the yes. winter of his career anyway. Do I really want to learn all this new stuff? Like, do I really like? Yeah, he do didn't I, want to deal with it. He didn't want to deal with it. Which again, I completely understand. He'd been you do anything for as long. I mean, look, working at the water plant, working at DPI, you do mm-hmm. anything for that long. Hey. Maybe that's just enough. You know, I mean, you can you can love it, but it's okay to right. just leave. Um, and I think that that sparked his leaving. I'm sure he had already been thinking about it. I would disagree with the coach. K didn't want it to be about him. Now, no. I don't, I don't, I don't think you get to give me the last this because it won't the last game in Cameron. It was your last game in Cameron, right? Right? It's this is your okay. last season. It's not nobody else's last I, season. It's that's an opinion. Your last that's season. a fair opinion. You know what I mean? Like, and and again, I ain't got no problem with. It. I'm, I I can I can I can pop my jersey a little bit and be like, hey, look at me. I don't have no problem with that at all, but I do think that's what was going on now. Here's what I didn't like about it: I didn't like the post game from and that's that game. That's the other part. That's why I think it because he was like personally. He, in, yeah, it, it was a personal it, embarrassment. Uh, 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 this was unacceptable. For real, right. this, is what you, this is what it's unacceptable because this is your last game, right? And you just got whopped by your by your biggest rival. Like we've never seen, yeah, an undermanned team right. go up against a better team in this rivalry. And win. Happens on the all road, the time. too, right? Yeah, happens all the time. Austin Rivers. That Duke team wasn't good. Man, don't even give me a start. Austin. No, but, but, but Austin Rivers should. No, right? but not. Yes, you're 100% right. That we should, like, UNC should have, walking in, the thinking was UNC was going to win that game. And Duke just. Absolutely. Just played better. They, they Well, I don't even know if they played better. 
They finished. Finished better. They finished better. In this game last year, and I, I want to get to some other things here, but in this game last year, Carolina f- played better. Yeah. That second half yeah. was clinical. Yeah. And, again, I give uh, Brady Mannix defense. By the way, you know Brady Mannix has a pizza name for him? Uh, I, where is Salvio's Pizza? <laughs> It's either in Chapel Hill or in Cary or somewhere. Yeah, he's got a he's got a pizza what, named after. Do you know what's on the pizza? Yeah, I do, and it's kind of not a pizza I want. It's got um, uh, what is it? Uh, like Alfredo sauce. Mm. Now I'm not a big fan of so- different sauces on the pizza, like on top of the regular piece. Just give me give me the regular piece. Now the problem is, you if you're getting a new thing named after you now in 2022, if it's like a new sandwich or something. You're going to probably, I mean, you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. Because there's, pretty, I mean, pretty much everybody's all, done everything. All with the sandwiches pizza. are made. All the sandwiches are yeah. made now. Like, so now you're about to get some, just some wacky, like, oh, give me, uh, give me some anchovies on top of some prunes. And, prunes? And, yeah, yeah, jalapeno. Like, you go, whatever sandwich prunes? is made is probably not going to be a sandwich what that you want. What of a combination is that? Uh, all right. Let me, prunes? uh. <laughs> oh, y'all ain't, y'all ain't trying to stay regular? I can say, all right, whatever. That's why we have, uh. <laughs> yeah, prunes? I do, I do blackberries. Oh, is that is that is that good for the? Uh, oh yeah, the no, inside? and it, oh yeah, all that stuff's good for your uh, okay. your innards. Good, a dark berry. A dark berry. A good dark, but blueberries, blackberries, yeah, good. See, this uh, is the kind of insight that yeah. I like to get off this show. There you man. go. That's that's why I. Lo- oh, I got bagel takes too. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about prunes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't eat prunes. I don't eat prunes. Um, although I love plums. See. Same thing. Same they're cousins. Family. Yeah, they're cousins. They're, they're, it's the same. Oh, it's the exact same? Oh, the prune is just a uh, an old oh. an old plum. Huh. It's a dehydrated plum. I do not really oh, so it's the raisin of plums. Yeah, exactly. Raisins <laughs> are great. Yeah. Now you're learning stuff. See, I've always been of the mind that you don't learn something new every day. <laughs> this is like twice this week that people have learned things. Uh, all right, let me, uh, let's talk about uh, what we... So, just your thoughts, being at Howard, being affiliated with Howard University... Your thoughts on the Deion Sanders experience at Jackson State? Um, I think that this is a really good example of kind of a, I'll call it a Venn diagram of life, where you have people that are really into HBCUs and not necessarily into college sports that much. Right. You have people that are really into college sports and don't really know that much about HBCUs. And the... And, and you're doing it with a person that is a lightning rod like Dion. Mm-hmm. Dion's been famous for 30 years. Yeah. He's been famous my entire my entire life. It's not more than, I think it's more than It might be, years. yeah, it might be even be more than 30 years. Yeah. And so you have this lightning rod that everyone identifies and recognizes. And so now everyone feels comfortable speaking on this. I think on the HBCU side, if you're not really heavily into college, college sports like that, especially college football, the idea of him not only leaving, but then taking with him these players, his son Hunter, yeah. the, who was a top prospect when he flipped him from from number, Florida State, number two recruit yeah. the entire class, and he went to Jackson State, which was a huge deal and should have been from from Florida State to Jackson State, and so and now they're going to be going to Colorado. Yeah, and they so actually already announced it today. Yeah, yeah, and so like I can understand you being like, well, what you know, what's going on? You're using us as a stepping stone right. to get to this place, and that that triggers a whole bunch of HBCU grads too because. For uh, for a lot of people, they see our degree as somehow lesser than, mm-hmm. and it's not lesser than. Our experience is just vastly different. We right. went there to have a vastly different experience, and so the idea of being used so that you can then go and white flight it over to to PWI like Colorado, 
it makes people, it really brings up a lot of other issues. Uh-huh. It's part of the reason that we were so hyped when uh, Vice President Kamala Harris got that got that position because it was like, I told you so. Ours is just as good. That yeah. Howard degree right there, yeah, it'll get you to, to 1600 Pennsylvania. And so it was, an, it was a, a moment of like, we always knew, but now everybody else can know and we don't have to make that fight anymore. And so him leaving... And some of the comments, he, he had said something about Isaiah Land, who was a defensive end for FAMU, who, had just, who is going to play on Sundays, but was making the decision whether or not he wanted to enter the portal and leave right. FAMU. He was like, he, he commented on the on his Instagram, you shouldn't do that because you we've seen people make it from HBCUs to the NFL and you leaving sends a bad message. So yeah, that's a little hypocritical, right? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. But the, but the idea of him gutting or, or somehow taking the best of, of us isn't, it, it's it's not the case because this is college football. You want big time college football. You want to be covered in a certain sort of way. This this comes along with it. Every college football coach in the country is trying to get a better job. Right. And even if they're not trying to leave their job, they're going to tell their current employer they might go get another job so you can give me more money. Right. That is just that is just the facts of the life. You can be mad about it. Don't take that out on on, on Sanders. That has nothing to do with him. Like that is just the way things sure. go. And so it was it was it was so much of that. But it was also a lot of pain because it's different when 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 we leave. Like when Ant left the Miac, when Hampton left they're in the Miac, the colonial. They're in now. colonial now. They 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 stay in the Big co- South. Their homecoming game was versus Campbell. You know what I mean? Like that don't hit like it. That don't hit the same, right? And so, like, there is a there is the idea of being left behind, so you can do bigger and better things. That it it tied into a whole bunch of that sort of stuff. It just it, it's different from even when Jimbo leaves Florida State and goes to Texas A and M. It's different because we car we had to carve and scratch and fight and die for this space for HBCUs. Mm-hmm. The education of black people in this country was dangerous in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And if you look at some of the educational discussions we have now around race, it's still dangerous to yeah. some people. And so leaving an institution of, of higher learning for a, a, a space that didn't want us before, it's always going to hit a little bit different. It's always going to hurt some more. And I, I, I get it. It's just not fair to place that all on Deion Sanders. Right. That, that, that would be my only thing. It's just It just wasn't fair to then make him to be out of some person that's somehow trying to, you know, you know, a traitor or or some of the other stuff that it, well, you know. he sold a different story at the beginning. True, because he sold the story he had to sell. Right, right, because this was the job that he was allowed to get. Yes, I mean he wanted Florida State. He wanted Florida State, but Badly. there were two problems: didn't have a degree. Right, so he had to, he went to an HBCU that had a fast track degree to right. get his degree, and now I think a month later he was named the head coach of Jackson Sydney State. Sidney Lowe, by the way, did the same thing. Absolutely. Right? Um, to get hit, to be able to be the head coach at NC State, uh, so he used Jackson State, but he sold it. <clears throat> he sold it differently at the beginning, and I get. I I watched the interview he did with Michael Strahan, uh, product of Texas Southern, right? Another HBCU, and that was all about you know doing it for the HBCU. He yeah. sold that, and he left. He didn't even leave for a great job. He left for a Power Five job, which. Right obviously, will pay him more money than he made at Jackson State. And his assistant. And, and his assistant. That they, and, they, they takes right. with him from Jackson State, which is important, too. And I think you can win at Colorado, and especially you can win at Colorado in the version of the Pac-12 right. we are going to see. So Colorado is not his last stop. 
He'll be at Colorado. If he does well, he'll be at Colorado three years, and he'll, be, he'll go. Maybe he'll go back to Florida State eventually. Maybe, I, I, maybe I think that I think is ultimately he where he where he because he's already talking about he and I, I mean coach says all the time that he doesn't want to coach in the NFL because he's got we I was I, I I've made fun of Dabo for some of his takes. Deion Sanders has some pretty close sentiments yes. when oh. it comes to NIL stuff in particular. He does he doesn't like it. He feels like hey you know I I don't want to deal with. His thing is, I don't want to deal with entitled NFL players and stuff like. And it's like prime time. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> well, he doesn't want to deal with him, right? Exactly, which, which he, is fine. Which he is knew, fine. He, he, he knows that. But here's the thing that I ultimately think that this is good, and this could be wrong. I don't know. The athletic experience in today's HBCU, the athletic experience is really supposed to be, I think, extracurricular, as opposed to. Big money, um, get on TV. All like I, I think it's supposed to be. I think that's what is, it this, is. This it's... is this enhances the college experience, and I don't know. Like I think ultimately the attention that it raised is good. It's going to show that there is good. Ath- there are good athletes right. at HBCUs. Like if Lavelle Moton hasn't gained, gained more national attention yeah. at NC Central. With the success that they've had and the profile that he has, well, it's it's probably not ever going to happen. Uh, but I, I I think it's more about this is the college experience and this is what athletics can do. Homecomings are about fun and parties yeah. and like I just my experience going to covering the CIAA tournaments. Love going to right? CIAA tournaments. I did too, and I was so sad when it left Raleigh. Heartbroken. Um, so I think ultimately it'll be it'll be fine that Dion is not there. But again, I I'm I'm probably not the the expert on this. This well, is just a guess. I get I, so one. I'm not going to to defame any black uh, coach for getting a power five job because we have so mm-hmm. many so few of those anyway. Right. right. Like, I do think that there is also probably a larger conversation we had that maybe now some of these institutions are going to look at HBCUs and look at their coaching staffs a little bit differently. Like, hey, they're doing a lot of good work over here. We can there's 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 talent over here. But even just me saying that I can hear the gatekeepers being like, no, 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 you stay over there. You didn't want us before. You right. Stay over there. And I get that. But you also have to deal with your dealing with real human beings that might just have different things that they want to do mm-hmm. with their careers in life. And you shouldn't have to, you know, you shouldn't have to sacrifice so much because you want to because you want to change some stuff up and you want to do something a little bit differently i I don't i don't think that that's his burden if he wanted to do that hey man god bless him Mm -hmm. do it but if you don't i'm glad you're here now if i'm being honest there's some of the stuff with that when lebron left cleveland some of this stuff played in too you also know you're not gonna be as good next year without him yes No, they're it, not. It, it, you're not. You're, you're not. You, you you're, lose your starting quarterback and your uh, wide receiver, receiver yeah. slash quarterback, quarterback. You're not going to be as good. And yeah. if we're being honest, I think some of that plays into at least with the Jackson State alum of hey, our our program was in a place it hadn't been in a while, and you know, they were great. You had game. You had college game there, mm-hmm. which is not the end all be all. I understand, but no, like that's good though. It's pretty damn good. That's a pretty damn good feeling. And he, Dion, was a big part of that. Yeah. He was a big part of raising money for them. Like, he was a big part of the, I think, he, uh, Charles Barkley um, and, and his donations to Jackson State. He was just, you can be mad that it wasn't for longer, but don't take that out on him as he should have been there forever. Because the other pro, and other thing is, I think he went 27-5 as a head coach. Yeah. If he had gone 5-27, you would have fired him. Oh, yeah, yeah. It can't be bigger than football, yeah. and then yet, if right. you lose, it's not bigger than football. No, come on now. They, 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 won, they had good players, but 
they want a lot. There's a lot of teams out there with good players. Right. Hey, I believe Texas A&M had good players. Bloop. Bloop. Didn't work out. Uh, how do you not be bowl eligible at Texas A&M? Uh, all right. Uh, we got to halftime. And now, now, your halftime entertainment. entertainment. Well, nearly a full eight minutes of stoppage time. Well, man. we just watched the World Cup. That's true. That's no stoppage time. Exactly. In the World Cup. That's like, oh, we just got eight minutes left. All right. Holiday time, obviously. A lot of people like to throw the Yule Logs up on the TV, get some music in the background with it. Right, okay. Any of you guys a fan of, you know, Chucky, your child's play? Yeah. Okay. Not me, but that's fine. Well, on YouTube, there's actually a 70-minute video that features Chucky sitting by a warm fire <laughs> drinking hot chocolate. So really? that's for you, Brendan. Yep, that's right. A Yule Log <laughs> sitting right there, some music. There's Chucky sitting there. I don't there's, know if there's that's... a Chucky movie coming yeah. out, right? There, there's a, well, well, there's a TV there's a, show. Yeah, so I was about to say there's a TV show, and then there's another one that's kind of Chucky-ish where it's about a woman who's made a doll, uh, an animatronic doll for her her daughter who was apparently lonely, yeah. and they turned into a crazy oh, no. killer, and I cannot okay. wait to see it. It's going to be gonna fantastic. It's I'm going to watch it, too. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> oh, but there's nothing soothing about Chucky's presence at all. It is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, yeah. understand that. I don't I don't know. I, w- I personally wouldn't no. want to just be chilling with, with Chucky, but that's just me. You know hey, what I mean? I'm not a big John Groove fan. What am I going to do? It's, it's out there for the people. That's all that matters. <laughs> Your favorite movie, Top Gun Maverick, Adam, yes. is, is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Paramount, so, I can't get it on Amazon? I mean, no. you probably could rent it through there. Yeah, yeah okay. I got to do that. I definitely went to go see that twice in theaters. Did Likewise. You? Absolutely. It was we so have not, good. We have not seen it yet. Oh. oh you I, I always I bring I up this to. movie to Adam and he changed like No, no. I, look, I'm not a huge fan of, I mean, Top Gun was fine. It was okay. It wasn't awesome, but it was okay. I mean, I don't know what you're doing right now, but it's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you, Brendan. Right? I'm with yeah. you, Brendan. I don't, I don't know what we're doing here, but I've heard great things about Top Gun Maverick, so I want to go check. It's it out. a better movie. Like it's yeah. a, like structurally, it's a better movie. There you go. Now there's a lot you you but you you've seen have you seen Top Gun recently? Yeah. Okay. So like there's a there are some I've callbacks seen it several times. Yeah. Okay. So okay. there so there are callbacks which you know yeah. tug on the heartstrings a little bit more and stuff like yeah. that. But like yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to just disagree with you on the top guns. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's your classic '80s movie. It's, right. Mm-hmm. It's very straightforward, but straightforward is fine. I thought Cocktail was a better movie than Top Gun. That's my hot take. Ugh, Cocktail's a little long, and I could have done without. It's, I, there was some, there was some stuff with him and Cochran. I could have done without. Okay, like, uh, I get it. Mm. I get it. It was a good move, though. It was. I thought it was the same movie, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of new movies, there's a new Alien movie reportedly filming soon. Excuse oh, wow. you? Yeah. Because apparently we asked for that. John John Hurt's not in it. I don't know. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Out of, she has to she be in it. it. She, has she has to, to be in it. Okay. That she that new be. Predator was fired though. The I haven't seen it yet. Fired. The one that's on, on Hulu? Hulu. I gotta watch As, that. And, and really? Another good movie. Another good action. Like good action, but like there's there's a solid storyline that I enjoyed. Yeah. The, I love the original Predator. Yeah. The I'm surprised Predator. that Dennis is not surprised that I saw Predator. No, I'm not surprised that you seen Predator. Why? Because it came out in eighty what eight. Yeah, but yeah, it's exactly the kind of movie I despise. That's oh, also, oh, is that that's is also that's, very true? Okay, so you're not like so the Sch- Schwarzenegger's um, Gosh, no. St- Stallone. I, you know what I liked? Twins. And you, I liked, so it was you and Dane DeVito in the theater. And, and, I, liked, <laughs> and I liked Kindergarten Cop. Of course. Oh, that's a classic. Movie. All right, so wait, did you see Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? I saw parts of it. Okay, all right. Yeah, I was about to I say. haven't seen that one. I, I you're not missing anything. You're not missing anything. Good to know. All right, last thing to bring up here. Uh, 
What a ridiculous wealth Bre- of Brennan, knowledge that I have on this yeah. <laughs> Bre- stupid Perfect. Stuff. Uh, there, uh, there's, there's been a conversation between Brendan and I about rom coms. Oh, absolutely. That we oh went my gosh. long. Di- like we could have kept going. I could, I could honestly, I could knock one out like right now. Well, right I don't know there. that we Dennis could fill the whole third been hour. on this show without mentioning a superhero. <laughs> I haven't. Well, I had nothing today regarding that. You're no, wearing no a superhero T-shirt, my guy. I am wearing a Thor shirt. <laughs> I feel like that counts. It, it does. It does. All right, so Adam mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but it's official now. NFL Sunday Ticket is going to YouTube right. TV. And I know it's something that you and I, Adam, have discussed a lot about how people are consuming our, you know, sports products or whatever it mm-hmm. is because all these different platforms that have emerged in terms of streaming services and so forth, it's like, well, people have to get selective on where they actually put their money into something. Mm-hmm. So how do you reach a casual viewer? Well, what's the number one streaming service for live television? YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. Is it? Wow. It's, yes. Guess what it basically is now? Cable. Cable. Yeah. Sure it is. But it's just a different it's, interface it's and a different expensive. platform. Yes, yeah. it is. Right now it is. It, right now. Yeah. Keywords right yeah, now. Yeah, but it's... Once you combine it with the streaming stuff, though, like... I, we I, we already mentioned what Hulu I I got Disney Plus got obviously I got League Pass I'm like by the time I add up all right. that stuff I mean I'm not really saving it <laughs> so really there not. there is actually this might actually impact you Brennan you being a League Pass uh, person there's talks as well as that that also floating into the YouTube mm-hmm. packages as yeah. well so you're looking at NFL Sunday tickets going to be going there there's also just exclusive premium channels or primetime right. channels that okay. YouTube if does you offer If you want 4K that's more money too There's all, those kinds of things until so, everything is 4K <laughs> and, and then, then there'll be a new and then there'll be a sit tight. 8K just sit uh, tight and trust me they're already filming stuff in 8K it's right. already happening But uh but that's the thing is that of course most of our televisions don't project it Yeah I was about to say I don't, no, I don't I don't I don't understand yeah I don't get it but But they will they eventually will because yeah. you got to get a new one. So it's going to be an add-on bundle package. There's a big question about, okay, what's going to happen to NFL Red Zone because that is an exclusive thing for DirecTV. Well, there's two Red Zones. Well, there's, there's two Red one Zones. One is NFL Network and the other is DirecTV. Yeah. Oh. So the DirecTV one's probably going to go away. No but sense. the NFL Network one, I think, is probably still going to do It's going to stay because Red Zone is part of YouTube. Yeah, or it's a you can NFL get Network it. Is. You can get it on YouTube. It's it's already a part of mine. So it's it's interesting how again everything's flowing into this one space once again, just like cable used to be. But I'm also wondering as well as how how does that impact the NBA is looking to possibly put yeah. their out of market games on YouTube TV. Now, I my biggest gripe though is I probably still can't watch Hornets games here Man. in Raleigh. Ah, uh, we had to get it, we uh, got the Bally's app. So I can watch. Oh, okay. you can watch it through that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was so mad yesterday because I, I watched I, them yet. But. I just got off the the train. Uh, yeah, I just got off the train like right in time for the right. Clippers giant. And because this this they're doing whatever it was supposed to be on NBA TV. I was like, we what? don't get that many national until, until blacked out in your area. Man, I got like the first minute. Yeah, and I can't I can't watch them on League Pass because now I'm here. Right. Yeah. Right. And so like before I can just watch them at home on League Pass. Can't even do that here. So oddly enough, I miss the most Hornets games when I'm back home. <laughs> like it's 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 absolutely yeah. infuriating. We got the um, we got the Bally's app. Yeah, I mean that's probably <laughs> I'm probably gonna end up having to having to do that, but it's I'm, useless for me that because I'm. I, I got a lot of tweets about the Bally app. Right. <laughs> oh, no, on it's, Thursday. It's not a, it's, or Tuesday. It's not a great app. <laughs> it's just not a great app. As someone it's, who works for Bally, no comment. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I can see the game, but it is not yeah. a great app. This is the Adam Gold Show.